It is a soccer weekend this week for one of your hosts on the premier podcast of Wagers Ragers, the Team USA. The men's team is in the World Cup. They've made it to the round of 16, and they are playing this morning against the Netherlands. I believe you call it soccer. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Soccer. Well, that's a real cute sport. Especially the way y'all bounce that ball off your heads. Again, we are Wagers Ragers. Coming to you for week 13 of the NFL. Your hosts, as always, myself, Joshua Thomas Buckner, and John the Hedgehog, Donneth, coming to you again from the great state of New Jersey. So, as the... uh, as they say in Days of Our Lives, the sand through the hourglass has continued to go and go and go. I can't believe that we are this far into the NFL season, but we are here and we are ready to give you our picks this week for our respective teams. If you haven't listened to our podcast before, I am a Jet fan, so I will give you the analysis of Jets-Vikings. John's going to give you his thoughts on Eagles, and then we will dive into our second games I'll give you a couple of college football nuggets as we head into championship weekend. And then, of course, the last phase of our podcast is the tracks of the week that we have been listening to this week. Uh, And we will give those to you at the end of our podcast. So last week, it was the unveiling once again this year of White Sanity. White White Sanity. Mike White. Phenomenal game last week against the Bears. Jets pulled out a solid victory to go to seven and four. <clears throat> 31 to 10. Mike White with just phenomenal stats, three touchdowns, craziness covered on that game. But I did not, did not cover on my second game, which was Tampa Bay against Cleveland. Unfortunately, I thought the Bucs were going to pull away in the NFC South, and they did not. They fell on their face. They lost to the Browns, but what are we going to do? So one and one on my on my game picks, props. I did okay. Uh, um, I thought Garrett Wilson was going to have a great game, and he did. He seems to be um, one of Mike White's favorite receivers. I know it's only one game, but we'll see how things go this week against Minnesota. Uh, and, and then I, I recovered a bit after that uh, second game with Tampa Bay on Monday night, and had some nice nice picks on the. The Pittsburgh game on Monday night. John, how do, how do we do last week real quick before we dive into week 13? Well, my Eagles got a win last week, so I was all pumped up about it. They had the Sunday night game uh, and hosted those Green Bay Packers. Uh, they were giving six and a half at home. I said take the Eagles. I figured the Eagles would win by a touchdown. Just did barely make it, winning 40 to 33, so they covered on that. I also liked the Packers to pound the rock and try to take advantage of the Eagles' rushing defense with some injuries there. Uh, but uh, A.J. Dillon did cash on that. He hit the over on rushing yards. Aaron Jones, I said to take the over on 12.5 carries. He had 12 carries, just just missed it, but the Eagles win the game. My second game was um, the Saints traveling to San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco's a, a great team. 
Um, but they were giving nine and a half at home. I figured that was a bit too much. I figured San Francisco would win, but they might not cover the spread. In the end, San Francisco won 13 to nothing, so they did cover the spread, so I was wrong on that. But I loved Alvin Kamara in that game over on rushing, uh, receiving yards. He hit that. So uh, some wins, some losses, but made a little bit of money, and the Eagles won, so I consider that a good week. All right, so we go into week 13. I'm going to take it away this week with uh, Jets at Minnesota. So the Vikings are a really good team. As, as, as you know, when we're talking record wise, um, but um, they got blown out at home against the Cowboys. But then last week they pulled out a victory on Thanksgiving night against the Patriots uh, in prime time. And, you know, a lot of people say that Kirk Cousins can't play at night, can't play on prime time. But Minnesota pulled out a victory against New England. And then New England again lost this past Thursday against Buffalo, getting blown out by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills at home in Foxborough. Now, what do I think about Minnesota? I think they're a good team. They have a great defensive line, and I'll get to that in a second. But the Jets, hey, they have surprised me this week. Um, they've surprised me last week. They surprised me every single week. And they are 7-4 and four right now in the hunt in the playoffs. And – actually in the hunt for almost first place in the AFC East. Although with Buffalo beating New England, it's looking a little bit more remote, but we'll see because they still have another game against Buffalo, albeit up there, uh, up north in uh, northern New York. So Jets at Minnesota. The line right now is the Jets are getting three points. Over under is 44 and a half. On the point spread, the uh, – the VIG is, is minus 115 on DraftKings. The money line is plus 125 for the Jets to win this game. Now, why do I say that? Because I feel strongly about this game that the Jets, with Mike White riding in, just taking this team uh, by the horns and you know, willing them to a victory last week against the Bears, he looked phenomenal. Again, as I said before, they won 31 to 10. Mike White stats 22 for 28 for 315 passing yards and three touchdowns. Now that sounds like, okay, that's a great game for a quarterback. And I'm sure the quarterback for the, the Jets have had has had a game like that this season because they're seven and four. We're already 11 games into the season. We're now in week 13. They've had their bye week. Of course, the Jets quarterbacks have had games like that. Not so fast. Mike White right now after one game is only one touchdown pass behind Zach Wilson for the season. And he's only two touchdown passes behind Joe Flacco, who started the first few games for the Jets this season. So in one game, Mike White has had just a phenomenal impact on this team. What the Jets need to do, need to do though this week is they need to be very careful on special teams because when they got beat by the Patriots on that punt return, and lost that game in the last second. Last week, <clears throat> and I'm going to probably pronounce his name wrong, but uh, Kene Nwangu returned a kickoff for 97 yards for a touchdown against the Patriots. And they unleashed him because the year before, as a rookie, he returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. As a, as a kickoff returner. So the Jets need to be really, really careful on special teams. They can't play the way that they played against the Patriots on that punt return. The kickoff needs to go not, you know, dead center like they did with the punt. 
just kick it out of the end zone. Don't let this guy return this. Uh, to, don't let their returner return the uh, the kickoff. Jets' offensive line has to be ready to protect against this Minnesota Vikings uh, defensive line. They are very, very good, but they are missing uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, but there's a possibility that he might be back after suffering a calf injury and being out for four weeks. If he's back, it's going to be a totally different story. If he's not there, you know, Jets might, you know, catch a break. But with him in there, the two edge rushers for Minnesota, uh, Sedarius Smith and Danielle, Danielle Hunter, have combined for 16 and a half sacks this season as edge rushers. So, again, the Jets' offensive line needs to protect Mike White, especially if Dalvin Tomlinson is going to play this week. Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore. Listen, he had a great game. He finally, after like making a trade request with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, he had a phenomenal game last week uh, and uh, scored a touchdown, had about 60, about 60 plus yards receiving. I don't think that the Minnesota Vikings can defend all of the Jet wide receivers. And I can't even believe I'm saying this because the Jet receiving core for years and years and years has been terrible. But with the likes of Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Conklin as their tight end, there's no way that the Minnesota secondary can protect and defend against the wide receiving core of the Jets. So long as this offensive line protects, I love the Jets in this game. I love the Jets not only to cover on those three points that they're getting, but I love the Jets on the money line. So take the Jets all day this week against the Vikings to go to eight and four and try and solidify a playoff spot after having been out of the playoffs for years and years and years. I think it's the longest active streak in the NFL. If not, it's probably second or third props on this game real quick. Garrett Wilson. He looked like he was the favorite receiver for Mike White last week. Garrett Wilson right now receiving yardage 58 and a half receiving yards. Take the over on that little extra juice minus 125 on DraftKings. Conklin, the tight end, give me him over 29 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. And last but not least, last but not least, I'm going to give you an under, and that's going to be the Jet defense rising to the challenge. Give me under Dalvin Cook, under 87 and a half rushing and receiving the combo, rushing and receiving yards. Give me the under 87 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Minus 115 on DraftKings. Go Jets. Go Mike White. It is White Sanity. John, Jets. Man, I I love it, man. White Sanity has taken over Gotham once more. Uh, It's it's, it's like you couldn't like write it any different. You know, the, the Zach Wilson saga up and down, you know, top three pick. And then two years in a row. Mike White comes in and just lights it up. Happy for my, my my friends that are Jets fans. Happy for you, man. Definitely cheering for the Jets to make the playoffs this year. Who could have thought that might be uh, on the table? Uh, I'm with you on the props there. Dalvin Cook in particular has really just not been rushing as much and hasn't really been catching the ball. So I like that call. I don't think you said this one. Um, the one that I kind of liked is a shot in the dark prop. That's Mike White rushing. Uh, it's two and a half yards, a grand total of two and a half yards on uh, DraftKings. Uh, you know, 
last week he he rushed three times and and got two yards so that's sort of a shot in the dark uh the fact that he took off three times i like that so i could see uh you know one carry from mike white hitting this two and a half so that's what i've got on that and i'll keep us moving and go right into my team another team of green uh and that is my philadelphia eagles who are back at home for the second week in a row this week to take on those Tennessee Titans. Eagles come in at 10 and one, a 10 and one record on the year. Titans come in at seven and four. Uh, but there's some caveats to both of those records, really, even though the Eagles have the best record in the league at 10 and one, they've struggled in recent weeks uh, against what I would consider some lesser competition. You know, the Packers last week, they had needed a late comeback to beat the Colts on the road 17-16 before that. And then they lost to the Washington Commanders on Monday night in an absolute disaster. On the other side, the Titans, 7-4, and four, uh, cruising towards the playoffs again. They look like they're the favorites to win the AFC South, but they've only beaten one team that would be in the playoffs if the, the season ended today, and that is those Washington Commanders. The line on the game, Eagles are favored by Four and a half. Uh, before I looked, I called it at three and a half. So that's that's close. If the line is obviously bigger than what you call it at, you tend to go the other way. Um, speaking specifically uh, about the spreads here, Eagles are only six and five uh, against the spread, despite their ten and one uh, record. I got some uh, some some uh, line stats here, courtesy of Covers.com. But again, like I said, the Eagles are at home this week and everything changes at home. Nick Sirianni has restored the home field advantage for the Eagles, despite that loss to Washington a couple weeks in a row. Eagles are five and one against the spread at Lincoln Financial Field uh, this year. Again, that only loss was that straight up loss against Washington. Titans, on the other hand, are five and one against the spread on the road. So something's really got to give. Um, and I, I think the Eagles are going to be able to hang with Tennessee here from a points perspective. They're putting up 29.2 points per game at home, and the Titans have yet to score 29 points in a game this season. Uh, again, that's from Covers.com. Uh, so overall, I think that the Eagles win. I put a lot of stock in the fact uh, in the fact that they are at home again this, again this week. Um, uh, they, I think the Eagles are going to be prepared. Uh, you know, they've been hit by some injuries in recent weeks. They lost Dallas Goddard, who had they had to put on injured reserve. They lost their slot corner, Avante Maddox, who's been out. They lost their first-round draft pick, Phenom Behemoth, defensive tackle Jordan Davis. But some – and they last week they lost uh, Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson, C.J. G.J. with a lacerated kidney. Um the safety went out last week. He's probably going to be out. You know, it's they haven't placed him on IR yet, but I can't imagine that he's out less than a month. But some good news. The Eagles are getting back uh, Jordan Davis th this week. They activated him off IR earlier this week. Uh, it sounds like he's going to play, and that's huge for the Eagles, who uh, continue to get reinforcements back for that defensive line. Um, they uh, signed Ndamukong Sue and signed Linville Joseph both of whom have played really, really well uh, since they've signed them. Now they got Jordan Davis too. So it's great to have reinforcements for that defensive line. They're going to need it because they're going against Derek freaking Henry um, averaging over 95 yards a game on the ground. I'm expecting um, the, the Titans, you know, this is going to be no, uh, 
no surprise here, the Titans to run the ball. Eagles defense is second in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game. They only give up 183.6 yards a game. Only four teams have even gotten to 200. No one has gotten over 240 yards passing. Eagles also sack the quarterback. They uh, register about 3.3 sacks a game. That's second in the league only to Dallas, and they lead the league in interceptions. So I'm, I'm thinking that the, the Titans run go run heavy, try to do some play action with Ryan Tannehill, but I think that the the, the Eagle, Eagles will be able to hold the, the Titans down uh, enough that they win by at least a score. So I say take the Eagles – Give the four and a half at home. I think they win this game. Let me get into my props again, referring back to the idea that uh, the the Eagles passing defense has been so good this year. Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Titans, only 23rd in passing yards per game himself. So I'm looking at his passing yards props. Um, I think the Eagles will be able to hold him to around 200, maybe even less. If you look at the two main sites on DraftKings, Tannehill's over-under for passing yards is 203.5 yards. If you kick over to FanDuel, though, you get a better number if you want to take the under because it's 206.5 passing yards at minus 114. That's uh, on FanDuel, so I say take Tannehill under on passing yards. On the other hand, like I said, I believe they're going to you know pound, pound, pound Derrick Henry. He's averaging uh, 95.27 yards a game on the ground. Eagles, 18th overall um in uh, uh rushing yards allowed per game this is another situation where you bounce back and forth between different sites get yourself a good number i'm looking at the over for derrick henry here on FanDuel. that number is 88 and a half rushing yards at minus 114 go to DraftKings. you can get five yards off on this it's a it's like a black friday special cyber 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 saturday 83 and a half rushing yards is his over under Henry's over under on DraftKings at minus 120. So I take the over on Derrick Henry on 83 and a half uh, rushing yards. A couple more here. I got a, a ton of props on this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been lighting it up on the ground the last couple of weeks after a, a few weeks of, of not toting the rock too much. So I'm looking at Jalen Hurts rushing. On DraftKings, it's 48 and a half rushing yards. On FanDuel, you get a yard better, 47 and a half. Uh, rushing yards at minus 114 Titans again are really good against the run on defense they're third against the run overall but against rushing quarterbacks a little bit of a different scenario there they did give up 63 yards to Patrick Mahomes and 32 just last week to Joe Burrow in losing at Cincinnati um, so I like Jalen Hurts over 47 and a half rushing yards uh, this week I'll take it on Fandle AJ Brown revenge game he uh, obviously was uh, became a star with Tennessee. Uh, he ended up getting traded because Tennessee didn't want to sign him to the long-term contract. He's with the Eagles right now having a great season. Um, he scored seven touchdowns on the year. I have every expectation. I believe Nick, Sirian Nick Sirianni's trying to get him uh, a touchdown in this game. So give me the A.J. Brown anytime touchdown at plus 120. Uh, I'll take the yards, too. This one's a little bit of a closer call for A.J. Brown. He's averaging 75 and a half receiving yards a game on the year. Uh, his props on FanDuel, his receiving yardage over under is 80 and a half receiving yards. But on DraftKings, it gets down to 76 and a half. Still a high number, but right around his average, 
and his averages hurt a little bit because he didn't have a great week last week, but he had a, a stomach virus, didn't practice all week. Now two weeks, almost two weeks removed from that, I'm expecting him to have his strength back. So that's what I've got on my Eagles game. I say take the Eagles at home, give the four and a half points, give me the under on 206 and a half passing yards for Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, give me the over on 83 and a half rushing yards for Derrick Henry, then give me Jalen Hurts rushing over 47 and a half, give me A.J. Brown over 76 and a half receiving yards, and give me an A.J. Brown anytime touchdown interested to hear what you think about my incredible amazing well thought out picks here jt uh yeah i'm going the other way um and the reason why i'm going the other way is because they these are two really really good teams and i think four and a half points is too much to lay in a game that i think is going to be decided by a field goal now i will tell you that i think the eagles are going to win this game But I believe it's going to be a very close game and it's going to come down to a field goal. So laying four and a half, that's where I'm going to stay away from. Everything else in your analysis, I agree with. But I think it's going to be a lot closer game than four and a half points. So I would take the Titans and I would take the four and a half points. And because I think it's going to come down to a field goal game, the props that I'm looking at, is straight special teams. And when I say special teams, I mean field goal kickers. Give me Randy Bullock over one and a half field goals, plus 105 on DraftKings right now. And give me Jake Elliott over one and a half field goals. A little extra juice, minus 120 on DraftKings, but I think this is going to be a field goal kicker game. I love the Hurts over rushing. I mean, you and I have played this prop probably almost every single week this season um but i think it's going to be a close game and i think it's going to come down to a field goal so i would take the four and a half points with the titans but i do think that the eagles are going to come out on top when all is said and done all right so second games i am picking a real tasty game this week with an afc east flavor to it and that is miami at san francisco Right now, Miami is getting four points at the 49ers. I don't even think I've seen stats like this before on a defense, but San Francisco's defensive stats are just absolutely insane. Nick Bosa's back uh, on the defense, but their defense right now, their rankings, yards allowed first, rushing yards allowed first, total points allowed first, and passing their sixth, which, I mean, those stats are insane. This is one of the top, if not one of the top defenses in the last, you know, decade that we've seen. Uh, The 49ers defense is just out of control. Last week, they shut out New Orleans 13-0. They have not allowed a point in the second half in the last four games. But on the flip side, Miami has scored 30-plus points in their last four games. So something has to give in this game. Uh, interesting uh, dichotomy against with these coaches of these teams. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, they have been like tied at the hip since 2006. They started together in Houston. Then they went to Washington. Then they went to Cleveland. Then they went to Atlanta. And lastly, they were together in San Francisco. And now 
McDaniel's the coach of Miami. Shanahan's still the coach of San Francisco. So they know each other very well. And I'm sure they're going to be, you know, scheming uh, against each other and knowing what they may or may not do on offense and defense. So I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, but I do see the 49ers coming out on top. Uh, the line right now is Miami getting four. Four points is too much to lay on the 49ers. So I like the Niners to win, but I like them to win by three or less uh, against the Dolphins. So I wouldn't take Miami getting the four points, but with a 49ers win. The wide receivers, though, for Miami are just out of control. I mean, when you have Tyreek Hill, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, and you couple him with Jalen Waddell, who on my fantasy team has been crushing it every single week. I see either one of them or both having a good game, considering the fact that the Niners defense seems to be their only weak link. And I and I say that very, very carefully because they're ranked sixth against the pass is their passing defense. Uh, so uh, that could be the key to Miami keeping it close with San Francisco, which I predict is going to happen. Uh, so I like Miami. I'll take the four points, uh, but I do see a San Francisco win. Two real quick props, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Every single week, the guy seems to have a great game. Uh, right now, his prop for receiving yards on DraftKings is 64 and a half, laying a little extra juice, minus 125, but he has eclipsed that. It seems like almost week after week after week, and he's scoring touchdowns like crazy. So give me Jalen Waddle over 64 and a half receiving yards. And and my last prop is George Kittle, tight end, seems to be a favorite of Jimmy G. Give me him over 44 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Tight game, close game. I'm rooting for the Niners in this game because I need to have some separation from the Jets, assuming they win against Minnesota but it's going to be a close game. So give me Miami and the points um, with Waddle and Kittle, both going over receiving yards. John thoughts on this game. See, I think San Francisco wins this game and I think San Francisco covers. Um, I think San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender. Now they've got some serious firepower on offense. And now they've got a lot of injuries that have cleared up on defense. You know, they got back Nick Bosa a couple of weeks ago. He's made a big difference this week. They get back Eric Armstead, who's been gone for a while. I think that defense is going to be too much for the the dolphins who are coming across country uh, to deal with. So I think San Francisco wins. I think they cover the points. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I've got a different prop. I wanted to, to throw at you. And that is Christian McCaffrey receiving yards on DraftKings, it's 38 and a half at minus 115 still the the receiving prop for McCaffrey is going up uh compared to prior weeks but i just don't get it he's averaging 43 uh at 0.25 receiving yards a game uh, on the year anyway he would have hit the over on this 38 and a half number in three out of his last four games uh with san francisco so i like McCaffrey to um to get the over on this, he's been removed from the injury report. He had a full practice on Friday, so he's a go. I think McCaffrey hits the over on 38 and a half. I think that the Niners win and cover. Um, and unless you've got any final final thoughts on this one, I'll head right into my game. No, listen, I hope you're right. Um, as far as, you know, the Niners winning, I, I do think it's going to be close. But listen, if I lose this game because the Niners cover, great, because – 
that means the Dolphins have lost and the, and hopefully the Jets beat the Vikings and that'll create some separation uh, between the two of them in the division. So let's go. What's your second game? Second game. I'm taking a rematch of the AFC championship game from uh, actually technically beginning of this year in 2022. That's those Kansas city chiefs and the reigning AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals chiefs come in at nine and two. Bengals come in at seven and four, both teams on winning streaks right here. Cincinnati's won three in a row, including last week, 20 to 16 over those Tennessee Titans chiefs winners of five in a row, including a 26 to 10 win over the undermanned reigning Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams in a game that was never really even that close Uh, tight point spread here on FanDuel chiefs on the road at Cincinnati chiefs are giving Two and a half points on FanDuel at minus 110. On DraftKings, they're only giving two points. So Chiefs minus two on DraftKings at minus 115. Uh, uh, interesting game here. Two of the AFC's best. There's some injury questions here that we don't know, really know what's going on. On the Cincinnati side of the ball, that's Joe Mixon has been in the concussion protocol. I, I just checked as of an hour ago. It looks like he hasn't been taken out of the concussion protocol uh, yet. Uh, Samaje Pirine filled in with him, uh, filled in for him previously and actually did a nice job. Pirine actually had a, a pretty nice game. So it's still up in the air as to whether or not Mixon is going to play or not. A uh, Jamar Chase star wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals and namesake of my son. So what my favorite player who's not a Philadelphia Eagle might be back this week. It looks like the reports are indicating that he's on track to, to return this week and bolster an already formidable receiving core for the Bengals, which includes T. Higgins, which includes Tyler Boyd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Joe Burrow killing it again this year. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a quarterback matchup for years to come, Mahomes and Burrow. Speaking of Mahomes, he's doing Mahomes things. He's leading the league in both passing yards and passing touchdowns. Who's his main man? We all know who it is. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, who leads the league. Uh, with 12 touchdowns this has the makings of a possible shootout you guys the Bengals have the fifth ranked scoring offense uh in the league uh so i'm excited for this game that's why i'm going with it here i love seeing this this rematch between the chiefs and the Bengals. uh i think it's an evenly matched game so you might think that i would lean the home team here but i'm taking the road team I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm okay with giving the two. This reminds me a lot of a game a few weeks ago from October 23rd when the Chiefs traveled to San Francisco to play another really good team, the 49ers. Uh, Chiefs were on the road giving one and ended up winning that game 44 uh, to 23. Uh, I think in the end, the Chiefs will pull out uh, the win in a shootout. Uh, Cincinnati overall, the, the rushing defense has been really good, especially as of late, uh, but their passing defense, more middle of the road, their 14th overall on passing yards allowed per game on the year. However, in their last three, they've only been 20th against the pass. So I think Mahomes will be able to pull it out. He's been sprinkling, sprinkling the ball all over the field to a number of different receivers. Um, with Travis Kelsey obviously being the sun around which the Chiefs' solar system uh, runs. 
Uh, and an another question that I do have here is it's unclear as to whether or not Juju Smith-Schuster is going to play in this game. The last report I saw had him on track to possibly return. If so, that just bolsters my thought on this game. I like the Chiefs on the road to pull this one out by a, you know, between three and six points. But Chiefs win the game, cover the two. That's my pick. A uh, couple of props here that I like. Mahomes. Uh, I love quarterback rushing. Mahomes is a rushing prop right now is 24 and a half. Um, it was down more 17, 18 earlier in the year, but 24 and a half is something he can easily get here. Mahomes is averaging 24.9 uh, yards a game on the ground. And he's been killing it lately. Mahomes has, has averaged 40.25 rushing yards a game in his last four Bengals. Again, good rushing defense, but they've given up some yards here and there. They gave up 58 yards on the ground to Lamar Jackson and 31 to Marcus Mariota. So give me Mahomes over on 24 and a half rushing yards. The next one, this should be a foregone conclusion. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. I like his receiving yardage prop on the year. He's averaging 82.9 yards a game through the air uh, on DraftKings. His receiving prop really getting up there. 86 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings, but you bounce over to FanDuel, you get a much better number 79 and a half receiving yards at minus 114 on FanDuel. Take that one. Lastly, I'm expecting a shootout. So I wanted to take something on the Cincinnati side of the ball. I think Burrow is going to put the ball up in the air as he is wont to do. He's averaging uh, 287.27 yards a game through the air. But his passing yardage props, too high for me, man. Too rich for my blood. Uh, on DraftKings or FanDuel, your, his passing prop over under is 294 or 297. Too rich for my blood. So I'm going to downshift a little bit. I'm going to go quarterback rushing again on the other side. I'll take Joe Burrow on DraftKings. That number is 13 and a half rushing yards for Burrow at minus 115. No rushing prop on FanDuel for Burrow. He's averaging 16.18 rushing yards a game, including 32 that he had last week at home against Tennessee. So I'm taking the over on that. So that's what I've got on this game. I'm going to guess you're going to go the other way on this, but I like the Chiefs on the road to cover the two. I'm also going with Mahomes over 24 and a half rushing yards, Travis Kelsey over 79 and a half receiving yards. And lastly, Joe Burrow over 13 and a half rushing yards. JT, tell me how smart I am. You are a genius, my friend, because I am with you 100% on this game. I don't believe in Cincinnati. Yay. I think last year was a fluke that they made the Super Bowl. <clears throat> and I love the Chiefs in this game. I don't care whether it's two and a half or whether it's two points or whether it's even three or three and a half. I think Cincinnati, I mean, is going to get blown out by Kansas City. So I love the Chiefs in this game. I don't think it's going to be a close game at all. So I give me the, the, the Chiefs, lay the points. Um, I'm probably going to jump on it today before tomorrow, just in case that line does go up. Yeah. But like I said before, I don't even really care if it goes up, but if I can lock myself into two or two and a half, I'm taking the chiefs all day long today on your props. Again, I'm with you in lockstep, except for one. Um, I do love Mahomes over rushing 24 and a half. Uh, he is a phenomenal running quarterback, although he doesn't really look like it when he plays, but he seems to watch the defense break down doesn't find a wide open, doesn't find an open receiver, and he takes off with the ball and he and he picks up yardage. So give me Mahomes over rushing. I'm with you on that. And of course, Travis Kelsey. I mean, 
I, I just I can't I can't get away from Travis Kelsey receiving yardage. The guy had I think he had three touchdowns last week for Kansas City. I mean the guy is just amazing, and he seems to be Mahomes' favorite target week after week after week. So give me Kelsey over receiving yardage. I don't like the Joe Burrow over rushing. I think he's going to be a little cautious in running the ball. So I don't like the rushing. I'm going to stay away from Joe Burrow rushing. But another prop that I do like, give me that Scarlet Knight, the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, who, for whatever reason, was not utilized properly by the Scarlet Knights, although it doesn't really surprise me after their record this year and last. But give me Isaiah Pacheco over 14 and a half rushing attempts for the Chiefs. I think it's going to be Kansas City all day long. So give me Isaiah Pacheco over 14 and a half rushing attempts. And of course, give me the Chiefs laying two or two and a half. Upstream red team. I love upstream, it. Upstream red team, red team, upstream, rah, rah, Rubber Chiefs, rah. Chiefs. All right. <laughs> Before we head into the last phase of our podcast, and that'll be our tracks of the week, it is championship week in college football. And last night, I thought USC coming off their victory the week before, entering the top four in the college football playoff rankings was going to just come out and demolish Utah. And it looked like early on that that was going to be the case, but Utah flipped the script. They beat USC, and now USC will not be in the college football playoff. It looks like it's probably going to be either Ohio State or Alabama as the number four team, assuming Michigan and TCU do not lose today in their championship games. So with that theme in mind, my two college football nuggets are Michigan and TCU. So Michigan is playing in the Big Ten championship game against Purdue right now. As of yesterday, they were laying 17. Today, they're laying 16 and a half. I love Michigan in this game. I don't believe in Purdue. Michigan is on a mission this year. I think they could give Georgia a run for their money in the finals of the college football playoff this year. So give me Michigan laying 16 and a half points against Purdue. I know it's a lot of points in a championship game, but these are two programs that are just not comparable. You know, you have Michigan, you have Ohio State. And then you have the rest of them. And uh, I don't believe Purdue is even close to the class of Michigan. So give me Michigan Lane, 16 and a half points today. And second, TCU against Kansas State. I know Kansas State has had a phenomenal season this year. TCU is undefeated. Again, I don't think that they're going to have a letdown this week. They're going to stay ranked in the top four. They're going to get into that college football playoff. TCU is only laying a point and a half against Kansas State. So give me TCU laying a point and a half against Kansas State. Both teams already in the college football playoff to not only win, but cover their lines. So those are my two college football nuggets this week. And now on to our tracks of the week. John, you want to start us off? I certainly do, my friend. My track of the week this week Big surprise, big surprise. I'm picking a fun house song. Uh, It's a track called This Is The Sound. I'm going with the original mix by two all-time greats in the house world, Todd Terry and Reva Starr. This Is The Sound, great fun house track. And I believe, unless my ears deceive me, there's a sample of the bass line from Silver Logan's All This Time, a Jonathan Peters staple from earlier in the 2000s. So that is my track of the week this week. 
This is the sound by Todd Terry and Reva Stone. This is the sound of house music. Good stuff. All right. So there's a DJ from a long time ago. I mean, and when I say a long time ago, I don't mean like the 1950s. But in 1990, a DJ by the name of Age of Love came out with a track called Age of Love. And it's been remixed and remixed and remixed. And then 2022, this year, it was remixed by the likes of Dimitri Vegas, Like Mike, and Beanie Beachy. Uh, And it is the Age of Love 2022 remix by Age of Love, remixed by Dimitri Vegas, Like Mike, and Beanie Beachy. Going back, but bringing it forward. That's my track of the week, Age of Love, with the 2022 remix. All right, guys. It's been fun. It's been great. Getting prepped for week 13. USA is playing Netherlands today in the World Cup. Let's go, USA. Let's go, Michigan and TCU, to cover those point spreads this week on Championship Weekend. And, of course, on Sunday, go Jets, go Eagles, and Chiefs, along with my second pick of this week, the 49ers so that the Dolphins fall further behind the Jets. So it's been great. We'll see you next week on week 14. May your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. We are out. We are Wagers Ragers. We'll see you next week. Adios. Go USA. Later.